joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Munoz. We've got a great episode today. We're going to talk some Shrine Bowl. It's Shrine Bowl week, and also happens to be the Montana-Wyoming All-Star basketball game. Again, Wyoming just packing all of the big events into one weekend. Couldn't ask for anything better when you're trying to cover all of these events. But So we're going to talk some Shrine Bowl. We have Jake Rail, formerly of Cheyenne East, who was playing in the Shrine Bowl this weekend on the podcast. We talked to him about his high school career, what's next for him in life, and about the Shrine Bowl game itself. So really good interview. Really appreciated his time. And hopefully, as he's listening to this podcast, he's also counting his money from poker night tonight at the Shrine Bowl uh, festivities that they got going there. Also, I'm going to get into some college football playoff expansion. Is 12 teams too many? Is it the right amount? I don't know. We'll talk about it later. And then just a quick thought because that's how quick the game has turned for the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets went down 0-2 to the Phoenix Suns in the second round of the Western Conference side of things in the NBA playoffs. Mike Malone said the team quit, flat out just quit. No no heart, no guts, no grit, nothing. They weren't anything to write home about, that's for sure. So we'll get into that a little bit. But first, Robert, how are you doing, buddy? Doing great, doing good, doing well. It's a great day. Uh, not used to the heat, I guess. It's getting a little warm. I've been sweating. You know, um, doing great. Great talk with Jake. I, uh, we really appreciate him taking some time to uh, talk with us, uh, take some time out of his busy schedule. They have those guys on strict routine up there in Casper. Lots of activities. But yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you just uh, were in Seattle, Mr. Graff. How was that? How was your short trip, your short little vacation out there to the West Coast? It was nice, man. It was weird wearing a mask. Definitely not used to that after having been in Wyoming here long enough. And I can't remember the last time I went someplace and I was like, oh, man, got to grab a mask. Uh, so that was strange and definitely forgot one a few times, had to figure it out, but, uh, it was a good time, man. Good time. Good to be back. Exciting week to be back and covering sports here in the state of Wyoming, you know, Shrine Bowl right here in Casper. Yeah. And you've, you've, you've gone to a couple of those practices, North versus South roster. So what have you been seeing out there at the, the intensity is high. The intensity level for these practices is high. South team head coach Brent Walk is taking this game very seriously. Honestly, he's he's handling it like this is state championship week. He's definitely not pulling any punches, and he he seems like he he's ready to go come Saturday. I mean. We could if the if the South wins this game. You mentioned to me before we started recording that the South hasn't won since 2012. If he's the one who's able to break that streak, 
I think we could see some dancing from Coach Walk down in uh, down from Mountain View, Mountain View, Wyoming. I had to ask him where that was. I don't even know where that was. He said he was from Bridger Valley, which is nearby. So it's like it's like coaching at home for him. But the the North team is also you know they're into it. But I think they're they're maybe there to enjoy the week, create a bond, and hopefully just continue the reign of dominance from the North team. What, what, what are you thinking could happen in Saturday's Shrine Bowl game? Mountain View population of 1,227 people. I had to look it up. Um, Cause I wasn't sure that small little town, huh? But I'm thinking, I'm thinking the South's going to win. They have all that talent, all that talent. Uh, it's pretty insane, especially all the, all the kids from Cheyenne that will be representing the capital city. Got Brady Storbo, Carter Lobatos, Jimmy Koenig, Joey Costalecki, all those guys from Central. Some uh, some Indians will be up there. And then Graydon Buell, of course. Jackson Hesford, Julian Vigil, Dakota Heckman. And, of course, uh, Mr. Jake Rail, who appeared on the podcast for this episode. Uh, those guys, the, those five guys from Cheyenne East will be up there. So nine people, nine nine players from Cheyenne I mean that's really well represented so there's a lot of talent a lot of names on here from the south but you can't take away anything from the north Thunder Basin Sheridan Natrona of course always competitive programs so we'll just have to see I am excited to see the south team it, you mentioned there's a lot of really, really good players from Cheyenne playing in this game. Obviously, they're going to miss Andrew Johnson. He would have been a huge tide turner for the South team. But I can't wait to see Graydon Buell and Carter Lobatos in the same backfield. In practice, the, those two, they, they look good. They look like one of them should have gone to the other school. Is how how it's playing out so far. So I can't wait to see what they can do up against a solid North team. But I, I got to give the upper hand in terms of upper echelon talent to the South team. Yeah, and of course I haven't. I mean, I think I've seen a lot of these uh, players play from the 4A schools, obviously. I know Cody has a solid team. Um, Nick Talich, I believe he uh, he'll be heading to University of Wyoming as well. So, um, yeah, some some solid players from the north as well. So, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, will you be there watching? Oh yeah, I'll be at the game on Saturday. I'll be roaming the sidelines, getting video and all sorts of stuff. Have Tons of coverage of the game. Probably going to try to make – there's a parade as well before the game, so I think I'm going to try to make it over and 
and catch this parade as well. It's gonna be a, a big Saturday for me. And big then, Saturday. Yep. You media you days to... tomorrow too. So I'm gonna be a media day. It yeah. All sorts of Shrine Bowl coverage. It's it, it's good time. Good time up there in Casper. Yeah, certainly certainly sounds like it's a good time. And it sounds like Jake Rail from Cheyenne East, formerly from formerly of Cheyenne East, is having a great time this week. Certainly busy. They've got tons of activities. This whole week is scheduled out to the minute, yet somehow he carved out ten minutes to spend some time with Robert and myself talking about the Shrine Bowl, talking about his career at East all over the athletic field. I mean, what didn't the guy play? Uh, I think the only thing he didn't play was checkers and chess for Cheyenne East. So really appreciate him hopping on with us and hope you guys enjoy this interview right now. All right, we are thrilled to be joined now by formerly of Cheyenne East, Jake Rail and current member of the Shrine Bowl South team. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Well, we really appreciate you making some time. I know you got a jam-packed schedule with the Shrine Bowl this week. Let's let's start there. Let's let's talk about the Shrine Bowl. Where were you when you found out that you were going to be a member of this year's Shrine Bowl team? And what was that moment like for you? Uh, I was actually walking into basketball practice this winter and uh, Coach Garcia, since he coaches both football and basketball, uh, he caught me when I was walking into the gym and wanted to let me know that I would be part of it. And, you know, it was something I was really excited about. Um, One, just because it's such a great opportunity. And two, you know, I knew our team had so many dudes that were good enough. So I was really honored to be selected. Yeah, it's. I, I don't want to say that the South roster is stacked, but you certainly have a good group of guys on that team. What What are you most excited about? You know, for the game on Saturday. Uh, really, you know, one to play with. You know, my friends one last time. Uh, really excited about that, and you know, excited to play with new guys that I've met. Some of them that I kind of knew, and now I know better. Some that I didn't know at all, but. You know, just a lot of playmakers, which is really fun. I'm excited to see it all come together. All right. So I've seen you uh, at the golf course a couple of times. Um, I said, I said, how's it going to you that one time at Prairie View? Are you as good as a golfer as you are uh, at football and basketball? You know, considering I, I'm like becoming obsessed with golf now, it pains me to say no. But we're getting there. We've made many improvements. <laughs> You say we, uh, and I noticed you've been with a couple of the other football guys out there on the course. Uh, who's who's the best golfer on the football team? Oh, it's Graydon. Graydon, yeah. huh? It, it's Graydon, for sure. Dang. Um, well, Gatorade, fo- Gatorade Football Player of the Year is the best golfer. Oh, he was on the golf team, wasn't he? Didn't he play on the golf team this, uh, this we, spring? We all did. Okay. Um, he went to one tournament. Uh, here's the one diss I can have on him. He didn't do good at all. <laughs> no, but no, but he went to one tournament. We all came to practices, but none of us played in any tournaments, though. Besides, just him. just in it for the free golf, right? Free after school golf. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
I want to ask you, obviously you guys won the state championship at Oki Blanchard stadium, but what, what was your favorite memory? Maybe your favorite play, uh, that you'll take away from that you'll take away just playing for East throughout your whole career. Um, you know, I will say the best memory is definitely just winning the state championship. Um, but I mean, if you're talking to me individually, uh, in the central game this year, my third touchdown, that's probably that play that always comes back to me. It was a pretty awesome moment right there. Who do you think was the toughest DB? that um, you had to face or maybe the toughest player that you remember facing uh, just during your time? Um, this year when we played Rock Springs, uh, his name's Andrew Scorts, I think. I'm not positive how to pronounce it. Uh, he's a junior. He's the corner I went up against uh, really quick. He gave me because I had one touchdown that game, and it was probably my best move of the year, and I barely got enough space. So he was tough. Who, who was your favorite school to play against as a member of East? I know there are a couple of Cheyenne high schools to pick from there, but what's, what school did you really personally just get jacked up to go up against? Uh, both Central and Thunder Basin. They're the two. So what, what was it about – Thunder Basin, because obviously there's a rivalry between East and Central, but why, why Thunder Basin for you? Well, it all started freshman year uh, when we played in our, like, gilding league. Freshman year, we were undefeated, lost to Thunder Basin by four in the freshman championship. Uh, sophomore year, when we were playing on JV, we had them beat. They, we let them come back and beat us. Junior year, they knock us out of the playoffs. You know, this year we, you know, we're expecting to come in being the best team, lose to them the first game, get a rematch in the championship. So that team we could never get through. And just every time we played them, it was really chippy for sure. So was there one guy on their team that you're just like, we got to eat his lunch? Uh, yeah, for sure. Do you want to name any names? Uh, you know, I think all, all my guys know who that is. <laughs> all right is he is he playing in the shrine bowl is he on the north spot no he's not right. and i'm honestly surprised he's not interesting well it's been um uh last year was canceled obviously south hasn't won since 2012 i don't know if you know that yep you are you guys gonna win this year what, what what's it gonna take got a lot of talent yeah we do and there's a lot of competitiveness uh you know, I'm really uh, excited playing for Coach Walk because he he takes it seriously. He wants to win and, you know, really makes the rest of the team feel that way. And, you know, we've already taken it personal, so we're ready. Yeah, I've been out there for a few of those practices, and uh, Coach Walk is certainly intense. He wants to win this game. I don't want to say – I don't want to discount Coach McFadden on the north side, but I, Coach Walk might want to win this game more. What, what kind of motivation does that bring to you and the rest of the guys? I mean, for me, it's just like when I see someone that puts in that much, you know, why wouldn't I put in the same? You know, I just I'm really impressed by his effort and preparation. I think it makes the rest of us want to do that as well. 
I know that the Shrine Bowl is like a whole week and there are all sorts of activities that you guys are doing as a team and all sorts of things like that. Have there been any activities so far that you've surprisingly enjoyed or just you're like, man, that was a whole lot of fun? Uh, you know, all of it has been fun so far, but I got to say uh, here in a few minutes, we got to leave for casino night and that's the one I'm looking forward to the most for sure. So are we talking poker or blackjack or what? what is your go-to game? Because I feel like you've got an ace up the sleeve the way you're talking now. You know, I think uh, I think when we went this morning to the club, Shine Club, they were both blackjack and poker. So I think that's what they got. Uh, I love all that. I love craps too, but I don't think they have a craps table, so I was kind of bummed. Does Does Jake Rowe have a – have a mean poker face is is Jake real good on the poker table oh yeah I mean I think I could be have a straight face I could be smiling but no matter what you don't know what I got talking to you you said potentially you would like to coach in the future um obviously you're a standout on the basketball court on the football field which which sport do you think you would prefer coaching and why I would have to say basketball um, it's always been a game that I just, I think at a really high level and I just, I've always had that confidence that I know exactly what's going on, exactly what to do. And, um, it's my passion. I just think I can put that into good use in basketball. Well, we didn't really ask you many questions about basketball, but I'll, I'll end it here. What are you going to remember most about playing basketball at East? I know Robert was an East basketball player, speaks highly of the program. Um, I know that it wasn't the season, wasn't the ending to the season that you guys wanted, but watching you guys a few times, I, it certainly seemed like every time you guys were just really having a great time out there. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I think that's the truth. Uh, we were allowed to just play basketball and, you know, we weren't able to get it down when we wanted, but just the ability to play freely, you know, show what we got, not be, you know, confined into something and not being able to, you know, use all my abilities. And it was just really fun to be able to really just kind of do all I knew I could. And, you know, I'm thankful for Coach Horsley and Coach Johnson that really allowed us and wanted us to be ourselves and show what we could do. Well, Jake, really appreciate the time here. Good luck at <laughs> casino night tonight. I expect – this podcast to give you some uh, good vibes after coming on the podcast here. That's usually what happens. Every time someone's right. come on the podcast, they've had some pretty good luck. Um, yeah, all right. Graydon won a state Great. championship. So, you know, Graydon's won. Yeah, tell him thanks. Tell him thanks for letting uh, you use his phone. It's nah, a Zoom I, camp. No, nah, I'm not telling him thanks. <laughs> I got it. Well, All right on, thanks, Jake. Jake. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Should be yeah. fun. All right, man. See you. See you guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Jake Rail, member of the South Shrine Bowl team and formerly of Cheyenne East. It's weird saying formerly when a guy is representing a school in a game, but – that's the case for Jake. He, you know, he's a Thunderbird for life, like like our boy Robert here as well. So 
really appreciate his time. And honestly, that was a good time. It was really fun to catch up with him, get to know him a little bit better. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that very much. I appreciate Robert setting that up. Yeah, and Jake, uh, he's going going to University of Wyoming next year uh, to study finance. Passed up a chance to play college football at Black Hill State University and college basketball at Central Wyoming in Riverton. So uh, that's a that's a pretty big deal, uh, you know. He said it was just in his gut. He said it was in his gut. He needed to go just go to school just uh just go to school he just it was a gut feeling to take that route so best of luck to him and yeah yeah certainly certainly UW those that freshman year is it's just it's a good time no matter where you go to school so I'm sure it's even more fun at UW I did not personally experience that but can't fault him too much you know who would want to live in Riverton I don't know. Crickets from Robert. <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever been to Riverton, to be completely honest. I've never been myself. So maybe it's a charming place full of amazing things to do and see and be a part of. But probably won't experience that in this lifetime. May experience in this lifetime, though, a 12-team college football playoff. Currently, the system... Four teams, basically two SEC teams and two teams that the committee deems willing and able if they're not Ohio State or Notre Dame. So really, it's damn hard to make the the college football playoff right now as it's currently assembled. Sorry about Lulu in the background barking here. She's in the other room. She wants to get in and say hi to Robert. Sounds like she disagrees. Sounds like she disagrees with the expansion there. She also may just disagree with expansion. There are reports today, though, that a committee has recommended that the CFP expand from that four-team playoff as it's as it has been to twelve teams and give all six major conferences, if I have this correctly, an automatic bid. The conference champion. We'll get an automatic bid into the college football playoff along with six at-large teams. So could – I mean, that's a huge, huge change from four teams to 12 teams. Do you think that's too many, Robert? I do think that's too many. Uh, I don't – I think it might be a little too many. Um Maybe they could try and uh, do six teams um, at first. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and then throw in, uh, obviously, the two buys, top two seeds. Um, Twelve teams seems like a lot. Uh, it, it might be taking away from some of the other big uh, bowl games, but they said that they're going to uh, make, make that second round bowl games is, is what I, I think I read that. Is that correct? Uh, they're going to make the second round, some of the bigger bowl games. 
Yeah, it would basically kind of be like the New Year's six bowl games would be the second round games. The first, the top four seeds in the 12 team playoff would all get a first round bye. So five through 12 would play one another in order to try and advance to the bowl game round, if you would. Or at yeah. least that's what's been proposed by the committee. I don't know. You could see some upsets. You know, you could you could you could see some upsets if that were the case. It's not March Mass March Madness or anything by any means, but you know, what if what if the twelfth seed advanced? Um would they would they be able to uh compete at a compete with one of those top four teams? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to, but it could it could it could stir up some drama. There could be some upsets. Um I don't know. What are your what are your thoughts? Do you do you like it? I mean, I think twelve teams is probably a hair too many. In a perfect world, I think you have six teams, the top two teams get a bye, and then the the three through six play each other and you know those those what's become like the semifinal right now, those bowl games. I just – something about limiting the buys. You, you got to limit the amount of teams that get a buy. I think you, you, you've you got to earn that. Like you've got to be at the top level. And usually like going into the, the college football playoff semifinals, the one and two teams – are head and shoulders about three and four, or at least four. They're way better than four. You know what I mean? So reward one and two, I, 12 teams just seems like a lot of teams. I, th- I think in a perfect world, you have six teams, top two teams get a bye, maybe eight teams, and still somehow manage a way to get either – the top two teams get a buy or the top team gets a double buy, something like that. You got to reward the regular season and for being that dominant. I don't know what in a perfect world, what's your dream scenario for. I, I agree with you. I think, I, I, no, I really do think six teams like, uh, um, I think six teams cause those two teams need a buy. I really, uh, those top two teams, I think they don't need it, but like you just said, they, they should desert. They deserve one. They're going to be dominant, and that would give them something to play for, you know. Um, obviously, it's not like they don't have something to play for, but you know what I mean. Uh, would it make How much longer would the season be? Uh, oh, two weeks longer? How much of an impact would that have? Are they going to be – what, they're going to be – it's almost going to be the Super Bowl by the time it wraps up. My guess is that some of the downtime that you currently see between the bowl games and like the Heisman Trophy presentation and the Army Navy game, like that that gap would be closed between those contests, if you would. I don't. I mean, maybe they extend the season by a week or something like that. Twelve teams definitely gives an opportunity for the Mountain West to finally crack the college football playoff i don't think they ever would in the current format or even in a six-team format 
Yeah, um, can't see that happening either, I guess. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, it, it'll be interesting to see what actually happens. College football seems to just kind of go on a whim these days. So we could see 12 teams for the next few years, and then it's back to four or down to five or up to six. I, you never know. You really never know. Boise State I think might I'd be like in the Pac-12 for all we know. Yeah. Anywhere, who who knows? They just want to leave scared of Wyoming, scared of Craig Bull. <laughs> I think Boise State is just scared of, of getting left behind, yet they're not the same team that they once were. I don't, we could go down a whole Boise State rabbit hole, so I don't want to get lost there. Any final thoughts about potential college football playoff expansion? No, not really. I just think I would I would like to see uh, six teams. Six teams. It would give those two other teams that are often on the bubble who are um, – because, you know, there are always two teams, two, three teams who are right there who a lot of people think should get in that don't get in. It's always controversial. Um, two more teams would allow uh, those – two other teams that were left behind to prove themselves. So 12 teams, I I think it's too much, if I'm being honest. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement here. I'm kind of shocked that we both like six teams. That's that's a lesser lesser known version of the potential playoff. Not a lot of people out there standing up for six teams. So Six teams. It's the only proper way to do a college football playoff. If you disagree, you disagree. Let me know how you disagree on Twitter at Mr. David Graff or with Robert at our Munoz 307. Want to get a quick Denver Nuggets thought in here because the team look has looked just absolutely heartless for so, so long, seemingly. It's only been two games, but just sitting there watching the games on the couch. It just feels like an eternity. And last night I texted Robert this, and it's something that I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast, but I certainly never in a million years would have thought this. I thought Will Barton was always the guy that – he was just the odd man out. He was the guy who was there to – jack up shots for no reason when there are so many other guys that should have been shooting the basketball or at least he's sometimes he's just got to swing it one more time or uh, previous years will barton just frustrated the hell out of me but i think he is the key to injecting some life and some heart into this denver nuggets squad and it doesn't pain me to say this but it, it just it very much surprises me, and I, I think he's the key going into game three at Ball Arena on Friday night. Yeah, I didn't get to watch the game. So um, my opinion or my thoughts may not be as uh, as in-depth as yours, but I hear, I hear Malone say his team just quit. Is that going to motivate them or is that going to uh, 
I think it's going to motivate them, to be completely honest. I think the Nuggets have to win. Um, I think they'll I think they'll win one game at least. And if it's this game, that could change everything. They win tomorrow night. Today is Thursday. If they win Friday night, that could change everything, right? Um, especially when they're playing in Denver. MPJ, from what I read, uh, had a, an, an awful game, had a terrible game. So, uh, what 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 was wrong with him? What was looking? Is his back hurting again? What's going on there? Well, he he allegedly hurt his back in game one, or that's what Michael Malone has said. Coach Mike Malone, excuse me, sorry. Mike Malone has said no. That. He like he likes he likes Michael. Is it like Michael? Michael? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excuse it's me. Michael. Michael Malone. <laughs> Michael Malone. Jeez Louise. Coach Michael Malone said he noticed that MPJ was kind of laboring a little bit, and he certainly has been. He's not looked right. He's making more weird faces than normal. And last night, the weird faces were out in full force because he looked like he was in pain and he was missing shots. So he just looked like he was not okay. He looked very down, very sad, and he was one of the quitters last night. Another another Embiid. I, I, I forgive him. I mean, your back's killing you and you're missing shots. It's hard to stay engaged in a game, but – it is a playoff game, and you are the second best guy on a team with the NBA MVP this year. You just got to at least plaster some sort of grin on your face, you know, something to just be like, hey, this isn't the end of the world. I, I want to end with this because last night, Aaron Gordon, who also allegedly after game one, got really into the face of the fellow Nuggets players in the locker room saying, we got to go out there. We got to hit back. We got to fight. I mean, we're not going down like this. This is not how we're going to go down. He had six points in game two, so he didn't really come out fighting. But he did almost potentially try to fight Jay Crowder. So I want to know, who do you have in a potential fight? Do you have Aaron Gordon or do you have Jay Crowder? I think I might have to roll with Jay Crowder on that one. I, I, I got to roll with Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon from the mean streets of San Jose. He's not going down. Not going down to Jay Crowder. No, sir. Now, do I think that Aaron Gordon's going to come out looking pretty from a potential? No. He, Jay Crowder is definitely going to land some blows, but I think I, I'd rock with A.G., I'd rock with AG. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Jay Crowder is. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a good. That's a good matchup. We'd have to see that live. That's a question. If we ever get James Johnson on the pod, we gotta ask James Johnson that. I feel like he'd have a good answer. Because no one wants to take on James Johnson. <laughs> no one. Yeah. No Shout one. out. Yeah. Nobody. Shout out to Jokic, most valuable player, and uh, 
now the Serbian ties are going to just keep rolling. Uh, Novak Djokovic is going to win the French Open, and Serbia is going to be just bumping this weekend. Well, they're going to be bumping even more if the Nuggets win game three and somehow manage to win game four and crawl back into the series. We'll see, though. I'm, I'm certainly hoping that the momentum swings in the favor of the Nuggets when they're back at Ball Arena. And hopefully they're playing next week when we uh, talk again. Absolutely. Yeah, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the Wild Sports Podcast. We really appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast and was subscribed to the podcast, rated the podcast, shared the podcast with your friends. It means the world to Robert and myself. It really does. It's awesome to see this thing continue to grow and get in the ears of so many Pokes fans, so many Mountain West Conference fans. It's really exciting. So appreciate that. If you want to throw a few shekels to the podcast, never hurt anybody. Always appreciate that. As I mentioned earlier, you can follow myself on Twitter at Mr. David Graff and Robert on Twitter at rmunoz307. Always holding it down for the 307, the Cowboys State. He's right Ride or die pokes, baby. Shout out to Shakewell for the music. Shout out any suggestions, baby. No.